0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Faux Mondays, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which of course we'll be back on Thursday with a full episode. But until then, happy Faux Monday, best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, podcaster and author by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now today, I'm introducing a new segment. I mean, it's an existing segment, but I'm doing a little rebrand and a refresh but until I tell you about Thursday's show, I don't want to tell you quite yet what I'm doing with the new segment. So unless you read the title, you know. On Thursday, very special show. I have the founders of The Skim, who are super cool, by the way. Danielle and Carly, I love them. I had a really awesome conversation with them. They they are no not short on charisma or is the riz, as people call it these days. And they're talking about... The business that they're building, the culture they're building to create a place where people want to work, which as entrepreneurial thinkers, you know, we can't do without that. And so, and they also just kind of tell the story of, of how they built the skin, which is really quite an interesting founder story for any entrepreneurs to learn from. So you're going to love that. But today, we have a new concept I came up with. It is called Patchy PT. You know, like ChatGPT, but Patchy PT, because it's me. Who answers? And I will tell you that uh, I have some feelings around this one because I used to go by Pat when I was a kid. Probably didn't know that, but I did. And uh, Pat McGinnis. And I was also, you know, I was a, I was a bigger kid, and so shockingly, the nickname that people called me was Fat Pat, which was very, very uncool and mean, and you know, traumatizing. So when I think of the word Pat, it really throws me back into my early childhood. They called me Pat all the way through high school, actually, and when I got to college, I rebranded as Patrick. But the name Pat, it's a throwback. But for Pat GPT, you're not going to do Patrick GPT. So Pat GPT is good enough for me. If it's good enough for you guys, and so what? What I want to do in these sessions is answer listener mail. Thankfully. Folks send me great questions all the time, and sometimes I just write back individually, but I want to answer your questions, your the things you're thinking about, as it were. And so that's what we're going to do today. I got an email last week from a listener in Amsterdam, Holland. Beautiful place. Alex. And Alex had a question for me. Basically, uh, he was talking about the fact that he's thinking about what he's going to do next in his career and... You know, it seems like the hot thing right now is AI. And so his question to me was, should I consider pivoting to AI? Really what his question was is, is AI a bubble or is this like the place to be? Is this the new thing that I should consider doing? So that's the question. Is AI a bubble? That's a good question. And we're going to answer it right after this break. FOMO. All right, we're back with Alex's question. Is AI a bubble? And it's really timely, actually, because it's everywhere right now, AI. Everybody's talking about AI. And I realized this. I mean, I realized it because any event I go to, people start talking about AI. And you want to do something fun? When you're in a group of people and you don't know, know the conversation's waning, bring AI into it. It's wild. Like I actually provoked at a dinner that I was at. I I was kind of bored, brought up AI conversation went wild. Like one person became wildly inappropriate. You just kind of learn stuff about people when they talk about AI. I don't know why it just brings out people's crazy side. And I was, I was in Peru, uh, for a little series of meetings. I flipped on the TV when I got into my room And it was CNN International. And Christiane Amanpour was doing a whole show about AI. And then during the commercials, big companies were talking about their new AI projects. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I can't escape from AI. I can't even. Like, I come to Peru. Everybody's talking about it at the event I was at. It was just everywhere, which is cool. Like, I love the fact that there's a global conversation about something and that no matter where you go, within reason, folks are talking about it. But it is it is suggestive of the fact that we're in a little bit of a bubble territory. Now, listen, it is true that it is, there can be a bubble in AI investment and not a bubble in AI. Like AI is a thing, right? It is growing. It is fundamental technology. So is there a bubble in the AI itself? Probably not. Is there a bubble in investing in in whether it's, you know, venture capital, whether it's companies integrating AI into their stuff, whether it's the news cycle, there I think is a lot more to talk about. Let's get into it. So the psychology of FOMO, you heard me say it before, but I will break it down for you again, is about two major elements, perception and the herd. Perception is the idea that you see this thing and it it seems like it's really amazing. And if you're not part of it, you get stressed out. You want to be part of it. It's bigger, better, more money to be made, things to be learned, power to be had, whatever. And so, when we think about AI in terms of FOMO generation, which is, of course, what you know the question gets at: is it overrated? Is it creating FOMO? That perception is huge. People are talking about, oh, AI is going to change the world. You know, if you don't understand AI, you're not going to be able to do anything. You won't even be able to eat a sandwich. I don't think that's true, but this perception that it is going to literally basically it's the next big thing. It's the fourth industrial revolution. That's where you have to do the work because it's hard to know at this point. And I think that's what's so interesting is like people talk about it in such grandiose terms. We have no idea. We have no idea what AI is going to do or be used for in 10 years. We have ideas about it. But there are many things that were supposed to change the world, like NFTs, like the metaverse. Remember the metaverse? That was last year's thing. When's the last time somebody talked about the metaverse? We were all told we had to buy real estate in the metaverse, have an avatar, all this stuff. The media talked about it. People were living in the metaverse. Like, where is that now? Nowhere. NFTs, it was like, you, you we're all going to be millionaires with our NFTs. Where is that now? Nowhere. I mean, there are people still doing it. God bless them. But it is not the end-all be-all that we were told it was going to be. So managing perception and trying to actually dimension realistically how big the opportunity is, that's the element one we got to think about. I think right now, the conversation is being had, it's a little over the top, okay? So for me, the perception is way overinflated in terms of what it's going to be. It could still be huge, but people are acting like, you know, it's going to end the world and also make us billionaires at the same time. Give me a break. Number two, apart from the aspirational stuff, we've got the herd. And the herd is this notion that everybody's doing something but you. So, you know, for you, Alex, it's like everybody's getting a job in AI, but me, I'm left out of this amazing opportunity everybody's doing. And so I would ask you this question when it comes to, is it overrated in terms of your own involvement, in terms of your own FOMO? Like, why? Why are you excited about AI? Do you really love it? Do you really want to work in it? You know, there's a lot of things that make people a lot of money that I would never want to do, you know, like work at a hedge fund. It's just not for me. I'm not going to be good at it. I don't want to sit at a desk all day. Say with AI. Like, I, I'm interested in this technology. Am I going to upend my life to become an AI expert and, you know, learn how to code it and stuff? Well, now you, you don't have to code it because it's natural language, but you get my point. No. And so if you are thinking about going to that industry know that it's because it really fits what your passion is because the worst thing to do is live somebody else's dream. Alex, don't do that. Number 3, is it overrated? Well, it's interesting. We won't know for a while, right? These things take time to play out. Not the metaverse. The metaverse blew up like overnight. But most things take a little longer. And this is deep tech, so it's going to it's going to be a while until we know. And that's what makes it so hard, too, is, like, you run in that direction, and if it's the wrong way to go, it's a long way back. Number four, this one I find very interesting, and this is all a FOMO generation technique. The insiders in the industry talk about it like it's something the rest of us mere mortals could never understand. And that is a way of generating exclusivity and FOMO, as it were. And so it's like, oh, it's so, so intense. You'll never understand it. So, you know, in other words, you should hire me to do it for you because I'm going to be so rich and powerful. And I was on this, uh, I was on a panel. Not, I wasn't on the panel. I moderated a panel with a bunch of folks in the industry, some who were really nice. There's one person in particular who was, you know, sort of like a big wheel. And (laughs) it was so arrogant. I would ask a question, like a simple question about AI. How will AI affect this thing in 10 years? The person looked at me and said, oh, that's not even the right question to ask. That is so simplistic. You can't even think about it that way. And I just, I was nice because, you know, I don't want to be rude. But my thought was, number one, if you're telling me that an industry is so complex that we can't think about what it looks like in 10 years, like, give me a break. That, you know, try. Give it a try. You're the expert. I found that very ridiculous. And that's what people do, by the way, with a lot of things that have unclear potential, but they're trying to sell it to you, Bitcoin, well, what's it going to look like in five? Well, I can't tell you that because Bitcoin is going to be making you breakfast in the morning. Come on. So I think that whole insider versus outsider, we're in the inside club and you can't come in because you don't quote, you're not smart enough or whatever the barrier is. That is for me, that's a sign by the way that this is problematic and that, you know, we shouldn't believe all the hype because at the end of the day, like, If people can't understand something, they're not going to use it. People didn't understand NFTs, so the adoption was extremely low, except the insiders who were like, this is so incredible, you'll never understand it. And finally, Alex, I will offer you my suggestion on how you play the game. How do you play the game? Well, learn, investigate it, do your due diligence, figure out if the perception is reality, figure out if your motivation, if the herd is something you want to be part of, And have fun with it. Learn. Like, I love ChatGPT. I prefer PatchGPT, but I love ChatGPT. I play with it all the time. It helps me do cool things. It also, as the more you use it, you realize, well, it has a lot of limitations and flaws. You know, I have a good friend. I was like, oh, let me send you what I find on ChatGPT about you. Oh, you died three years ago? Well, that's creepy. Oh, there's a link to an article in the Washington Post about your death? Oh, the link doesn't work? Like, it's madness. So I think the more you play with it, you got to always... I think I'm a big believer. You must always in, sort of interact with new technologies. So you're not left behind. But the more you play with it, the more you're like, well, you know, we'll see where this goes in the future. But right now ChatGPT can't do everything. It cannot. All right. That's Pat GPT. Giving you a generated response about AI and chat GPT. Meta. I know. But that's where we are in 2023. All right, everybody, if you have thoughts, you think I'm wrong, you think I'm right, you have a question for Pat GPT, reach out at let's connect at pjmcginnis on X, used to be known as Twitter, at Patrick J. McGinnis on Threads and on Instagram, or just stop me on the street. All right, we'll be back on Thursday with the founders of the skim, but until then take care of yourselves. FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO.